something without one. With me today on the campus corner at WKNH 91.3 FM or WKNH.org. And good morning. It's great to be with you this morning. And in studio with me running the board is Matt Perkins. Good morning, Matt. Thank you for being here. Of course. Pleasure. And uh, in studio with me, my guest this morning, Davis Bernstein. He is an amazing young man here at Keene State. You'll get to know him. I, I have the privilege to know Davis for the past several years. He's a senior president of our student government. He is also, as you'll learn this morning, uh, engaged in many, many different things on campus, and we're going to have an exciting 30 minutes. So good morning, Davis. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you here. Um, So the Campus Corner is a program where we try to introduce our listeners and those who are listening to our stream, um, the podcast later, um, to Keene and the, the different things that are going on on the campus. So the question I'd like to lead off with is what brought you here? Where are you from and what brought you to Keene State? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Northampton, Mass., just about an hour south from here, so not too much of a commute if I ever need to go home. (laughs) Um, And I'm a political science and Holocaust and genocide studies major, um, dual major, and those really brought me here alongside meeting amazing professors and a beautiful campus. Um, We also have a wonderful orientation program, so an admissions program. Um, meeting the professors in political science and world-renowned professors in Holocaust and genocide yeah. studies really brought me here. How did you know as a high school student that you were interested in those areas? There, I mean, those are heavy, weighty areas to study, and um, what, what drew you to them? Well, for Holocaust and genocide studies, I took a class on it in high school, and those are actually pretty rare to have in a mm-hmm. high school. Um, my teacher there was amazing, um, and I heard that this was the only undergraduate major in the entire country Mm -hmm. and I knew that this place was special and they cared about um, you know human rights Mm -hmm. and making sure that genocide happens at least less frequently so it's really intense but it's really important and has it has it been for you um, the like how has your journey been in the program what what are some of your early classes and did it did it deliver on, on what you had hoped when you were a senior when you were a senior in high school thinking about where you'd go. Oh yeah, it really delivered. Yeah. Um, one of my first Holocaust and genocide studies classes was with someone named Dr. Waller. Um, he's an amazing person. He made me really proud to be an HGS major. Um, he's worked at the UN with the Peace and Reconciliation Institute. He's incredible and these classes are amazing and they're so passionate about mm-hmm. teaching these intense subjects. Awesome. And I, I wonder, um, as you think about where, in, and this isn't fair to do to a senior, you know, as you lead into the a junior, I thought you were a senior this year. You still get more of me. Oh my gosh, Davis, I'm so excited. I honest <laughs> to God, I've been thinking because I think you're president of Student Gov and that, that you were the graduating. It happens a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yay. Listening public. I'm so excited. Davis Bernstein is here for another year. My God, yeah. that's awesome. Um, and I'm sorry. I've been thinking all oh, this time fine. I'm losing you in May. So it's way too early for me to ask you what you hope to do when you leave Keene State, but I know you enough to know you're thinking about it. So so before we go to break, what are you thinking about when you're done? Okay, so possibly law school in terms of civil rights or working for organizations such as the ACLU or the Human Rights Campaign. Um, I'd also love to work for someone in Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love D.C., so I think I might be headed there after college. Fabulous. Yeah. And we'll talk about the trip to D.C. that the, the Holocaust and Genocide Studies uh, majors take on and a little bit of what happens there when we come back. But I also want to introduce our listeners to the incredible other contributions you make to this campus and the community. So uh, we'll be back after a short station break here at WKNH 91.3 FM, the Campus Corner. 
And good morning. It's Melinda Treadwell back on the Campus Corner with my um, guest in studio today, Junior, Davis Bernstein, who I'm so excited. We have another year of his uh, talents here at Keene State. So, Davis, um, you mentioned wanting to go to D.C., perhaps, as, as one of your places after you leave Keene State. Um, have you been on the, the trip that the HGS program does to D.C.? I have not yet, actually. Yeah. I'd really like to. Um, I have been to the museum that they go to, yes. uh, which is really incredible, and I think everyone needs to experience once in their life. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so the, the program takes a trip down to D.C. Um, to each year, typically, and uh, the students have the opportunity to work with the scholars and archivists at the Holocaust um, Memorial um, and with the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., and it is it is a profound experience having been on it once before, and Davis, thank you for your willingness to engage in hard topics like genocide prevention um, and to understand through the lens of history and to link that with political science, which is a really interesting combination. So before we move into the other things you do, how did you decide to connect poli-sci with HGS here at Keene State? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that elected officials have a responsibility to look out for these sort of atrocities, and I think that that's, they go hand in hand, mm. politics and human rights and preventing um, these sort of travesties is incredibly important, and I think if someone is not supporting them, they should not be in politics. Right. Yeah. It's uh, And I think you're right. I think as we study the history of the Holocaust, some of the early efforts, um, it was actually... Um, politicians and government sponsored and and that's the only way these types of broader nationwide events can occur so so it's interesting it's heavy and and thank you for your bravery and your willingness to dive into really difficult topics and make a difference um, now I know you and I know that you're also involved in our uh, student Democrats you're president of the student Democrats here at Keene State it's a primary cycle so I'm wondering if you could talk to the listeners a bit and and me and Matt about what that experience feels like as, a, as the president of the Student Democrats, and we're in a primary cycle where we happen to have a lot of Democratic contenders on campus because uh, we um, were just in that, that cycle for the, the government. And what has that been like for you? Yeah, so um, for to put it in one word, it's been crazy. Um, <laughs> it's the largest primary of any sides of all time. Um, at one time, we had about 20 Democratic candidates, maybe 21. I sort of lose track sometimes, <laughs> even though I should really know. Um, but it's been really amazing getting to meet all these candidates and having such an incredible club to help support these candidates coming mm-hmm. to campus and working with these really great campaigns. Uh, I've, I've loved it. So as a, as a student-run club and organization, what what do you do? What's What's behind the scenes a little bit as you support? You're not really... Uh, you're you're just supporting the candidates as they come through, and you're offering usually logistical support and those sorts of things. But what what does that feel like for you as the president? What do you have to do when these candidates come through? Twenty twenty one of them. Yeah, so actually, it depends on each event. Um, Kim Gagney is really great yep. at this school. She handles a lot of the candidate events, um, but there is student support behind these events and getting turnout to be good because I want to make sure that every student. Um, on both sides or any mm-hmm. other party gets to see these candidates to meet the potential next president. Mm-hmm. Um, so being involved in that as a student organization is really special for the entire country. Like mm. New Hampshire and Iowa might get these experiences, but nowhere else. Right. So it's it's really incredible. 
And it, uh, when I think about, so we have the American Democracy Project here, which is part of what Kim uh, Schmidl-Gagney helps to lead and, and her work in making sure that it's a nonpartisan support of, of bringing voice and engagement in democracy. Um, but it has been crazy. I will, I will use your <laughs> word. And what are you seeing uh, as we roll into the spring? Is, is this going to ease up for you, get more intense? What, what do you feel like it's going to be? That's hard to tell. So yeah. the semester is basically over here. Um, most of the campus will leave through December and January. We get back January 20th, and then the primary is three weeks away. So fitting candidates into that three weeks is going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it will be insane, except for the campaigns are going to be working to make sure everybody knows who their candidate is and why they should vote for that candidate. Right. So it'll be busy, but less candidate visits, I, I have, guess. Have As a political science dual major, have you learned some things about the inside nature of politics and running a campaign that, that you think is, are unique experiences that you've been able to have as you've looked at this? Oh, definitely. Um, even in classes where we're not specifically talk about, talking about campaigns, we still talk about campaigns because mm -hmm. it's so um, pertinent to political science. So I think I've definitely learned a lot from these professors who have experience with um, decades of campaigns. Um, so yeah, I've seen a lot more than just Cam right. campaigns up front. And have have we on campus, I was wondering about this last night, have we ever brought the student Republicans and the student Democrats together to, uh, I think we've done it years before I came in, but now that it's a, a, a big year, a run up to the primary, have we ever brought the two groups together to have a debate on an issue? We haven't done a debate. We tried to schedule it once, but I think it fell around this time yes. a year or two ago. Um, we have worked together in the past. We've yeah. tabled together around yes. um, Election Day and things like that. And nice. then through the American Democracy Project, we do collaborate. Nice. So, yeah, that part's great. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you for the leadership there as well because um, – it has been crazy. I see you at all of these events while everyone, the staffers are on campus and we're trying to make sure everyone is safe and things are organized and, and that the community as well as the campus has the opportunity to get close um, to the candidates and get to, to ask them about their issues so they make a good decision. And you have had a strong hand in that. And so thank you for yeah, all the work you. you've done uh, on behalf of Keene State and on behalf of your peers to get engaged and help the students get engaged. Um, so it will be uh, interesting, hopefully moderately crazy as we go into the primary yes. vote. And uh, we'll see if anyone is here with us on primary night and what that energy will be like. Yeah. Um, so as you uh, think about this year, student gov is another big area of your passion. Um, can you help share a little bit of how you got interested in student government? Now, part of what deluded me a bit about you being a senior this year is you're, you're the president of it in your junior year, which is um, remarkable um, that you've stepped into that leadership role uh, so early. But but what led you to student government and, and what do you love about it when you think about other students trying to find out if that's something they should do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I got involved from Peg Bridgmond, one of our admissions uh, top people um, at one of the orientation visiting days. So I got involved and she followed up with me. Um, I think that's really important, following up with people to make sure they're interested. Mm -hmm. And I definitely was interested because being in student government was amazing. Um, I started out as a representative in freshman year mm -hmm. and then moved on to being speaker. Wasn't necessarily planning on being in the position I am now, but I, I'm really glad I am because I've had a really great time doing it. So first year rep, how do you how do you become a representative of a class? It's it's an easy process. Um, we've been streamlining streamlining lining <laughs> the process. Um, so all you need to do is pick up a petition. You can see us on um, the fair date where we have all the clubs outside. Uh, you get a few signatures. It's not a big deal, and a really short bio. 
hand it in, and you're on the ballot. Nice. It's really simple, and it's really easy and accessible for freshmen to run, especially. And how many representatives do we typically seat for each class? Yeah, it's four student- for each class and five for the seniors because okay. they have a little bit more legwork to do with their <laughs> events. Yeah. Um, so four representatives from each class. And then you mentioned that you were the speaker. Was that in your sophomore year? Yes. Your second year here. So um, what's the role of the speaker in student government? So they run the big student assembly meetings we have every Tuesday night, and those are a lot of fun. Um, for a lot of people, we have good discussions and things like that. And that was a really fun position. You and get then, to use a gavel, so that's, exactly. that's, a, that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> the gavel is always a very yes. cool thing. I don't have a gavel. We should get a gavel that we use in here, I you think. Need um, we should have a gavel <laughs> for sure. Um, so what what promoted you to move into the, the role of president of student government in your junior year? Well, specifically, um, usually the VP of student body runs for the student body president next yes. year. Uh, that didn't happen this time. Um, I was also, I just felt really extremely passionate about student government, and I wanted to be in the position um, that makes a lot of decisions. Excellent. Um, And I was really excited to be elected, so I was really happy about that. What does the president do that's different than the speaker, just for the the knowledge of of our listening public? No, that's a great question. Um, So they're not that involved in student assembly. They basically just go and talk a little bit, maybe. Um, (laughs) But also run e-board meetings, which um, involve the speaker and the class presidents, as well as run the events committee. Um, which throws some really great events, I'd like to thank at least, um, yes. each year. And those are really fun and a big part of it. Nice. Um, and also just serve as the liaison between the student body and um, faculty and staff and anybody else who relates to making changes in the college. Excellent. Yeah. And I, I, I do want to thank you and the entire student government group because I think as we've talked with different issues as we build the budget for the campus, there's a really active role for the students in that process through student government. And um you have done such tremendously professional work, and you've brought really important issues forward. So thank you to you and to everyone on student government because it's a it's an important group. And and uh, for those who may not know, last evening um, I was joined in the college residence by the student government team, um, bringing cheer and and warmth to the house, putting some decorations and uh, um, some winter life and light back in the house for the for the winter season. So thank you yeah, for, that's for a, joining. That's me a great night. tradition. So, it yeah. was fun. We do it every year, and it is just joyful to to spend time with the students. And and then you all had to race off because you're working on the budget last <laughs> night as you left. So yeah. so thank you for that. Um, so when you when you think about this year, what's ahead for you in the spring? What are some of the the things you're looking forward to the most? Yeah. So there's a lot. Um, in the spring, we elect the majority of student government every class, but the freshmen, and we're looking to make sure that everyone has access to ballots so they can run and they can um, they can vote really easily, too. That's one of our main goals going into this next semester. So in student gov, you're actually, the work is very similar to the larger democratic process, right? You're really trying to get the voice of everybody, so you're, you're doing this everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we want equal representation from nice. different people, um, where they live, where they come from, and nice. we try to reach out to everyone possible. Nice. And you seat the, the full student government slate in the spring. Yes. Do you do a crossover meeting where you have the outgoing student government and the incoming where there's some time to we, learn together? We do, yes. And um, we also... Last year in the summer started a student government orientation program, so everybody really gets to be able to meet each other. Um, What do you do during that? uh, So we learn about what student government does, especially, and learn about a lot of the new rules that were happening this year, such as budgets. Mm -hmm. Um, It just started up this year again. um, I think they did it a few years ago, but it was a great time. We had some bonding events so everybody can actually get to know each other, so no one feels like 
they're left out or anything like that. Fabulous. Yeah. And it's a really tight, tightly knit group, which is really nice to see. And um, and again, just spending a couple of hours with you last night, it just shows how much you really care about each other and you know each other really well. And it's a really important group. Definitely. They're an amazing group of people. Yeah. And and as you think about just Davis Bernstein in the spring, what, what are you going to do? What classes are you planning to, to be in and what are some of the exciting things for you? Yeah. Um, so I'm taking a Holocaust and Genocide Studies class on human trafficking. So that should be a little different from what I've learned, but should be really interesting with a professor I love. Um, constitutional law, which makes sense for what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and a few others that are escaping me right now. Yeah. But so um, the human trafficking course, you mentioned the the faculty member. Who Who is it that will lead that class? Yeah, that's Dr. Ashley Green. I'm nice. taking comparative genocide with her right now, and that's a really great course. Comparative genocide. Tell me more. What is, is compares different genocides through history? Yeah, partially. Um, we usually do case studies and compare them with one another, um, yeah. like Cambodia with the Soviet uh, famines in Ukraine. And yes. also we learn about like the fundamental... Um, reasons why genocide happens, if we can even pin that down at all. What have you learned well, that, that's, that is staying with you the yeah. most strongly? Um, I mean, I learned a lot about the Ukraine famines. Mm-hmm. I barely knew they happened, honestly. Yes. Um, and also different perspectives, such as like the fundamental perspective, what, um, how important these leaders, such as Hitler and Stalin, were in causing genocides and how important the complacent bystanders of a country are mm-hmm. in terms of supporting a genocide. Right. Or in, um, I know one of the things that we talk about are those that are the, the silent bystanders, the collaborators, the different types of roles that, that people will take on. Um, wow, heavy, heavy stuff. And then as you go into human trafficking and constitutional law, um, what are you going to do for fun? Good question. <laughs> um, We'll see. I mean, the primary will be over February yes. 11th, so I'll have a lot more free time. So I'll have to take up a new hobby or something right. like that. <laughs> what will you have a role? So you mentioned maybe working for some candidates in, in the future, getting involved as a staffer in some campaigns. What can you imagine the role might be after a candidate is slated? Would certainly then have the run up to the general election, and so we'd have both um, the incumbent. President Trump and would have a candidate out of the Democratic slate, and we may have some independents or Green Party candidates. Um, have you? You haven't been here. I haven't been here during a, a full run-up in this role, so this will be new for both of us. But I, I do wonder what the tone and tenor will be after we get the, the candidates slated and and seated. I suppose they'll want to come through. That'd be nice. And there'll yeah. still be a role. Probably this is a place of collaboration for the Republican and Democratic student leaders to, to come together. Encourage voting wherever yeah. we can. So yeah. we'll shift from a get-to-know-the-candidates to a get-involved-in-democracy kind of move. Yeah, once it's down from 23 options down to, let's say, like two to five, yes. it's, it's a lot easier to inform voters on who these candidates are. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and and what, what are you doing for fun over the break? What are you going to do to just unplug for a little bit? Uh, well, I'm going to D.C. on an A.B. trip, uh, nice. which is alternative break for those who don't know. Um, we're laying wreaths at Arlington Cemetery, which is really great. Um, so that will be fun. Um, I'm also looking to attend the college convention in Manchester, which has a bunch of campaigns and candidates nice. there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this break. So the college convention, who organizes that? That's New England College yeah. um, through some 
world-renowned professors that nice. set it up through political science. Excellent. And so that when when does that happen? It's the 5th through the 9th, and we're still looking for more people to go. So. Nice. 5th through the 9th of January. In January. Right here in Manchester. Yes. New Hampshire. Yep. Um, and a chance to meet candidates from the Democratic slate this year, or is it? Both sides. Excellent. Yep. For state office or state and federal? I think um, state candidates can go, but so far I just see presidential candidates going. Fabulous. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'll be intense. Yeah. And a bunch of political science college students all embarking upon an experience with the candidates. That'll be wild. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, it should be fun. (laughs) Um, And when is the alternative break trip? So that's um, about next week, the 13th through the 15th. Oh, dear. So it's just a weekend trip, so it's a short one. Um, But there's some other great trips going to Alabama and Tennessee, so those are really cool, too. Have you been involved in alternative break I haven't Before? yet. This no, this is my time. first one. That's yeah. incredible. It's uh, it's an incredible program here at Keene where students um, largely around service and contribution um, through Je- Jess Gagné-Cloutier. And uh, it's, again, student-led energy around where to go and what trips to do. And we're all over the country and, and the world. In fact, we have a trip to Ireland this year, I know, yes. um, working uh, with communities there um, around education. Um, so I, I think when I hear about alternative break, I really want to get involved. And we've been trying to fit it into my calendar. So I think this this summer, there are going to be some uh, opportunities, hopefully, to get out there and get involved with it. Yeah, and great. be safe. And uh, thank you for representing the college, going to Arlington and, and laying wreaths on the tombstones of our of our veterans. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so when you look ahead to your senior year, what are you excited about? What do you want to get involved with? Can you be president again of student government? I can. Um, so I just have to run again in April. Um, Will you? Which I'll probably do. Yeah. Okay, I've that's really the enjoyed, scoop. I'd re- <laughs> there, there's my announcement. Um, <laughs> I've really loved it this year. Um, it's been stressful at times, but overall the experience has been great. I love everybody in student government and our advisor is incredible. So I'd love to do it again. Great. Yeah. Okay. So so you've heard it here first. Davis Bernstein will run again for a second year. President of student government. I'm very excited to hear that. Um, and and when you when you think about kind of what's next for you as well, if if you're successful and you're president of, of that group and we won't have a primary next year, so it'll be more calm for the, the student Democrats, what other things are you excited to, to do in your senior year? Well, I'll actually get to take part in the senior events. Um, yeah. So I see them being planned this year, and I'm a junior, so that's a little yeah. sad. Um, but they're doing a lot of great events this year, uh, planning their trip and everything like that. So I'm looking forward to taking part of that next year. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. I'd like to start a lot of new initiatives, but I'll try doing that this semester and yeah. what I can't get done. Hopefully do it next year if I'm What elected. are some of the initiatives you're most interested in? I'm really interested in starting a program, maybe a Google form or something where we can hear from the student body on issues they have and they can come to assembly and present on them and Excellent. things like that. That'd be really amazing. So a way to open up engagement with student government around creative ideas that, that students may have that if they're not a rep they may not know how to bring forward. Exactly. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, and a Google form would be an easy way to do that, I suppose. Very simple. <laughs> it's amazing to me how these really creative, easy ideas sometimes are so hard to to implement. So thank you. That's really a smart and creative yeah. thing to do. Um, what else are you, what are other things that you're thinking about? Well, I'm not sure on entirely new ideas right yeah. now, but making sure Carnival goes great, which is at the end of April. Yes. Um, and then pumpkin lobotomy again next year because yep. this year was really fun. Um, and very so successful. Love, thank you. Yeah. Um, everyone in student government helped pitched in and everyone did an amazing job. So it was really great. And so just to plug a few events. So the carnival 
tell tell us about that a little bit, and then we'll we'll bring the show to a close with some plugs for you for what's going on and coming up that you're excited about. Sounds good. Um, so Carnival's a huge event on campus at the end of April, um, where we have a Ferris wheel rides. We'll have a different theme. I'll come out with a theme in the spring. So okay, we'll, we'll hold, hold on, on that, that one. one. <laughs> um, there's really great food catered by our dining commons. They do a great job, great. and a bunch of organizations help sponsor things. So Incredible. it's really exciting. Awesome. Well, Davis, I want to wish you a very joyful and warm and relaxing break um, as you lead up. And I hope that you get to have an amazing time in, in uh, Washington, D.C. and to be there with your classmates and have a, have fun and also um, learn some things about uh, the veterans. And then I wish you well over the break. Good luck at the Congress. And it has been such a privilege to have you here with me. So thank you. Great. Yeah, thank you so much. And to everyone out there, we'll be back on the Campus Corner next Wednesday. I'll have Bud Windsor, the assistant director of our grounds and physical plant. He and his team make our campus beautiful. So until then, thank you. And this is it for the Campus Corner on WKNH Keene 91.3 FM. Goodbye.